0: Welcome to this conversation between Stephen Grubben, the CEO and founder of CoachPro, and me, Warren Hammond. Here's a quick snippet of what to expect.
1: At the other end of the continuum is where it's optimal in terms of personal growth and ownership of your personal development. So it's, it's ensuring that the learning that you're going through, the information that you're taking on board, you're taking ownership of what you're going to do with that. And you're going to do something with it. You're not just going to gather it. You're actually going to do something with it. So it's about an action. It's about putting committing to your personal growth, taking ownership so that you build up greater self-awareness, self-confidence, self-management, more influence, better results, You enjoy success, therefore, by being you, as opposed to I followed the instructions and it worked out well, that you actually start to define a more authentic, sincere and consistent level of performance in terms of your thinking, your habits, your emotions, because this is you being you. And that's the highest level of personal development because you're going through personal growth, by taking ownership.
0: Welcome back, podcast. to this episode on personal development. So in this episode, Stephen and I talk about what personal development is. And it's a broad space. It's everything from the gathering of information about something you want to know on one side all the way through to what Stephen explains is as self-development. So he described that there's a personal development continuum and also why it's important that we understand that, A, there is a continuum and where we are on that continuum. And by understanding where we are and what we're trying to achieve, then we can maximize our results and our time, make sure we get what we want. Now, this is valuable because every day, all of us, we're all trying to you know progress, improve learn something brand new, learn to adapt, get slightly better at something. So understanding how we can best do this will ensure that we get the best possible results. It's really powerful how we talk about this. This isn't a learn quick scheme. It isn't like that whole idea when you're at school, someone would say put a book under your pillow and you'll wake up the next day and you'll know the whole book. It's not like that. There is going to be some work involved, but it's worth it. You know, you're taking ownership. You build on your strengths. It builds your confidence, makes you more authentic, and helps you take control. So it's all worth doing. I'll be back at the end with some admin, but it'd be good to hear what you say. Some of you will recognize that this approach that Stephen describes underpins pretty much all that we've talked about so far on these podcasts. It'd be good to hear what you think about it as well on our usual email address, podcast at coachpro.online. See you at the end. Here comes the cheesy music. This is an interesting topic today. As always an interesting topic, obviously, Stephen, it's always a joy to talk with you. But this came about, this discussion on the personal development industry But I saw something on LinkedIn where somebody was asking, how much money do you spend on your own personal development? And there was figures like, you know, less than zero percent, i.e. nothing, you know, zero to one, one to two and like less than about five percent was the maximum one. And somebody had put in their comments that they spent at least 20 percent of their time and money on personal development. I suddenly realized this is a huge industry and we talk about it quite a bit. I thought it'd be quite good to to get your perspective on the personal development industry as somebody who's been working in it for over 20 years now. So this is what we're going to talk about then, isn't it? The personal development industry, you know, what it is, or, or one good way of looking at it. Is that a good start?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, personal development something that we all do. Um, Consciously or otherwise, and and like everything, it's the the value of it is, is measured by what you get out of it in return. And personal development is something on different levels. You know, from if you consider a the, the base level, personal development is just having more awareness. And then when you move, th- this whole personal development industry, I mean, is it growing?
0: Are we all being? You talk about awareness. I mean, are we all aware that it's up to us to be happier or fulfilling our potential or to do more? I mean, this the whole is personal development, do you think, always been there, but it's just not been productized? I mean, what do you have we always had this desire to improve ourselves?
1: Personal development's always been there. Um, it's come so much more to the fore because people are more aware of what they don't have, what they don't do and they have been bombarded a lot with uh, information as to who they should be, what they should be doing, what they should be good at, what they're going to need to succeed, what they're going to need to be happy. And so there's a massive industry that has always been there, but it's right at the forefront of things as gradually we have to start to be more engaged in, in improving things.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. You're right, being consistently told that, We could be happier. We could be doing more, could be more efficient. We could be better looking, richer, taller, better dressed. You know, happiness has been given many different forms, I guess. Yeah. And there's also the pressure to
1: succeed, you know, to be a a good parent, to be a good employee, to be a good neighbour, you know, to be a leader. All of these things which are, are pushed out there that, you know, but it used to be if you really want to get on, you're going to have to develop. Now it's if you want to remain where you are, you're still going to have to develop with the pace of change. And, and the challenges that's set to us, you know, we, we have to continually develop. You can't look at the previous incumbent and in what you do and think that that's going to be acceptable as good enough. You know, for a lot of us, you're turning the page as to what you need to do next, and it's a blank page. You're going to have to start writing. Otherwise, you're, you're treading water and, and waiting for someone to give you that tap on the shoulder and say, sorry, that's no longer quite good enough. So personal development, massive industry, extremely aggressively sold and pushed to people. And it's something that we're doing every day. And it's something that we do independently, something we do not necessarily consciously, but we are in a world of personal development.
0: Yeah. I think that's the the thing, isn't it? We do need to constantly learn. And we keep getting told that in the old days, you used to learn everything you used to need at school. And that was kind of it. But nowadays, you know, the half-life of knowledge keeps getting shorter and shorter. So we need to improve. So we need to personally develop. That's the key thing. And then so let's look at the different ways then. Or let's look at the different options that
1: we have. You and I have, have looked at, you know, these on the different levels. And if you can imagine uh, a continuum uh, where at one end it's, it's very much about uh, information, and at the other end, it's very much about personal growth and ownership. At the information end is your awareness, um, which is part of your part of it. it's a level of personal development, it's just building your awareness. It's what you read, it's what you watch, it's the news channels, it's the gossip magazines, it's the anything that's stimulating your thinking and awareness of whatever that is presenting as the world around you as a level of personal development, you will be informed of something that you weren't informed with before. You're now informed of it. So there is that low level of personal development, which is just getting that information. Yeah. If you move along to the next level on the continuum, which is slightly higher in in terms of personal development, is when you go into self-help, and there's an awful lot of things in self-help. You know, it's the fitness videos and all types of books and publications and all the different media um, channels that you have for now.
0: These BuzzFeed, like nine things you need to do type things. is that Would that be called a self-help? I read somewhere that I think fits in with the awareness and self-help that if You know, if all we needed was was knowledge, then, you know, we'd all be billionaires with six packs. If it was just information that we needed, then we'd all have achieved our dreams already. And that's kind of what you're saying is the information isn't enough to help you get to where you need to get to.
1: Yeah, self-help is mainly information and it's general information, but it's considered to be helpful information on a general basis for this would make things better. If you are this type of person, this would make you better. So it's a kind of wide fishing net that gets thrown out there. Do you want to lose weight? You know. Um, do you want to be happier? Do you want to sleep better? You know. And uh, do you want to eat better? You know. Do you want to feel younger? You know. Do you want to have better skin? Do you have you know want a better career? And it's a very general approach, non-specific, not personalised. And it's coming from an external source, loads of information. And some of the stuff there is fantastic. It can really inspire your thinking and ideas. But it's not about you. It's in general terms. Would anybody want this? And why wouldn't you?
0: So this is, yeah, so simple guides to, I'm thinking, productivity, efficiency, how to sell more, how to be better at sports, anything then. You're right, it's a general list. I could pick it up, the person next to me can pick it up, and they'll be getting exactly the same information given to them. Okay.
1: Yeah, and 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 it focuses on um, if you're not very good at this, you might want to be better at it, you know, and, and it's sort of focus on those, those areas. You then move on to the next level, which is self-improvement, which is moving more towards it being about you. So there's a high level of personal development there, but it's still external. You know, it's that self-improvement. And and you will have engaged in self-improvement if you have decided that actually that's a topic for me. That's something I want to get better at. Either because you've realised there's a gap there or there's something holding you back or you've pinpointed that if you can just solve this situation, everything else is going to be better. You know, or it's going to be your New Year resolution or it's going to be your project on yourself, or you've seen your senior neighbor, your colleague or your friend benefit from this and you think, I want some of that. You know, or you're just going to add a language or a skill or another qualification or complete another course. Those types of things and um, where it's about self-improvement, something I don't have, something I lack, something that's a perceived weakness that I want to improve. And that's where you move into self-improvement.
0: Okay. So it's a weakness then. It's something, it's a hole you're trying to fill, I think.
1: It's a focus on something that you don't think you have. It's a lot of, you know, that some of the most common things I'm working with clients who will get involved and think, you know what, they'll say, I'm not a completer finisher or I'm not a good presenter um, or, you know, I'm, I'm not good at making my messages succinct enough. Or you know I'm I'm just not good in a crisis, so they then go and sign up to a crisis management course or a presentation course, you know a complete or finisher course because they think okay there's I want to know my gaps there's my gaps and I have had this with clients over the years um, normally in the first conversation because we move on from that pretty quickly but they will say I, I want to know what I'm missing because they believe I'm there. To help them fill those gaps, because one of the big things about self improvement is you're handing it over to someone else, someone else's secrets of success, someone else's methods, someone else's you know process, someone else's story of success that you think, well, I could write myself into that script. Yeah, that, that that's where self improvement sits.
0: Okay, so it's obviously more powerful than self help because there is a level of involvement from the person as well, but it is still following almost an external recipe to do it. And it's more about completing gaps. That's that's, that's the thing. Okay.
1: Yeah. And it's still a lot about information more. And it's about, well, if I know how to do that, then I'll be able to do it. So if I have answers to those questions, if I have that information and I'm going to be better, and it's someone else's information. So I have questions that I want someone else to give me the answer to. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense to me.
0: Okay, so that's self-improvement.
1: And then what's at the end of the continuum then? What's what's better than that? The other end of the continuum is where it's optimal in terms of personal growth and ownership of your personal development. So it's, it's ensuring that the learning that you're going through, the information that you're taking on board, you're taking ownership of what you're going to do with that. And you're going to do something with it. You're not just going to gather it. You're actually going to do something with it. So it's about an action. It's about putting, committing to your personal growth, taking ownership, so that you build up greater self-awareness, self-confidence, self-management, more influence, better results. You enjoy success, therefore, by being you, as opposed to I followed the instructions. Uh, And it worked out well that you actually start to define a more authentic, sincere and consistent level of performance in terms of your thinking, your habits, your emotions, because this is you being you. And that's the highest level of personal development because you're going through personal growth by taking ownership.
0: So it's clear from your tone that you're a big fan of this one.
1: (laughs) I've, I've, I've seen it work um, I've been doing this stuff I mean we're all in the personal development and just everybody is whether you are you deliver it or you consume it we're all in it and I've been doing this for 22 years and I, I've been asked a lot of what's the difference between your approach and other people's approaches why is it with the people in before you who didn't get this to happen why also do some people struggle a little bit with the way that you work and And so you you get that, how's it different? Well, when you've never really worked with the others in the industry because you're so busy working with clients, you don't really know that you're doing it differently Mm. because you're so focused on doing it the best you possibly can. And I've always believed that the success and the growth and the real value with the people I've worked with is what they then go on and do with things rather than creating a dependency that they need me to be there all the time with them. As soon as they think the answer's within me more than the answer's within them, then I know I've got the balance of this wrong. So I've always had an approach where I believed in the person and I wanted that person to believe within themselves more than they actually believe in me. Now, I know in some cases that's meant that As a marketing strategy, it hasn't been as big in terms of positioning yourself as self-improvement, but I've always believed more in self-development. I've always believed that that's the real measure of success. And that's why I have relationships with people that are lifelong and ongoing as opposed to transactional for one area of improvement. So I've always believed that. And when I've sat down with people who... And it's quite common. The first time they will say, "I want to know where the gaps are. I want to know what I'm missing." Yeah. And um, as I, I I will initially turn that round and say, "Well, I want to know what you're good at," because if I can understand what you're really good at, and if you can connect with what you're really good at, we can then apply that to the areas that you want to improve and be better in. And it will be more sincere, more authentic. You'll find your way of doing this better as opposed to trying someone else's thing on for size. So
0: this is building on, so understanding and appreciating your own strengths, building on them and they'll cover the gaps, you know, or you won't think about the gaps or you won't see the gaps. But this, is, this isn't this is about plugging the gaps. This is about improving what you're already good at. Is that
1: it? Well, self-development will still want you to put some focus and improve in those gaps. But where self-improvement will only focus on the gaps, self-development first of all looks at your strengths and from that position then looks at your weaknesses or perceived weaknesses or gaps or things that are missing but approaches it through what you're naturally good at, where your key strengths are. So what you'll come up with is an authentic solution that will make that gap or that weakness a lot less challenging. Yes rather than trying to be someone else or trying to pretend to be something else, and because that's how someone else did it. And that's where it becomes more sustainable, more consistent. And it's not people acting and pretending. They're being genuine. I get that. That
0: authentic you said. So this is once you understand what what your strong personal characteristics, what's got you to where you are already, it isn't about then denying them or or it's, I mean, it, it feels like I'm thinking of a football analogy, obviously. I mean, I think of, let's say Ronaldo who obviously had a certain set of characteristics, but he just worked on them. You know, he obviously had a level of, of drive which he just carried on building out and building out. He was obviously a fine physical specimen and he worked out and he worked out and he worked out. What he wasn't good at, you can't remember anymore because he's just developed all. The, what was so good about those things. They're so good now. You don't see any of the gaps.
1: Yeah, and and look, one of the most obvious examples of this for me is that when, when I'm working with some people, they will have their professional life and their private life which we will, you know, engage with both. And the reason why I want to engage with both is that because at times they'll be so close to things personally and be struggling with some things personally or at home that if I say to them, if this was in work, how would you deal with it? And they can immediately come up with an answer because they've got the clarity and they're good at that in their work. And then it's about saying, well, how would you apply that at home? And equally the other way around, where people really, really struggle sometimes with the relationships and work, but they're really solid at home. And I can say, Well, if this was at home, how would you if this was your son or daughter or your partner, how would you be dealing with this? And they've got an answer in an instant and saying, Well, okay, well, if you if you could, could you apply that into that other situation? So sometimes that clarity and objectivity by looking at something that you're really good at. Can give you some real, instant, magical at times solutions for the bit that you're too concerned about, too worried about, or don't have the confidence in.
0: So, if I decide I'm a bad presenter, I guess there's. I suddenly get an awareness that actually my presenting skills aren't as good. Or is that how it works? Is that or I understand that I am presenting is a skill I should
1: have. Is that that first level of awareness? Yeah, typically what that that awareness will come is that you'll see someone else who's really good at something and you'll think, I'm not as good as that.
0: Great, that makes sense. All right, so that's that awareness. Then self-help might be then that I go onto a YouTube and watch a YouTube video or I read, you know, I see the the five things you've got to do, you know, you must have a notebook, you must have a notebook, you know, whatever it is, then there's a list or something which I can read. And that's, again, information, which somebody else uses, which and they're good. And self-improvement would be what me going to somebody in the company who's really good at presenting and me saying, Can I watch you present and and try and copy them in my next presentation? And then the self-development side then is me connecting with with something within myself, which means that I am a I find my own. Form of presenting is that how it works? I'm just trying to sort of
1: how does it come out. So if you apply that along this continuum, you know that awareness. First of all, I look at someone, I think, oh, they're a really good presenter. They do that a lot better than I could. And then I I get to self help, and I watch them again, and I think, what are they doing that makes them good at what they do? And then I look at the self improvement piece and think, okay, so what do they do? That I don't do. And therefore, how can I add their stuff to mine? Yeah. Self-development is looking and saying, I really want to be a better presenter. I can see what works for others. What am I good at? Get it. In terms of communication, presentation, my knowledge of the product or knowledge of the service, or what am I really good at? You know, when do I communicate really well? When do I present really well? how could I therefore apply it to that situation?
0: Yeah, that's good. That makes sense. Okay. And I can see how that can work for anything. And and yeah, can't you? You've got enough. In your, there's Everyone presents in different ways. And there isn't only one good presenter, is it? Those authentic, those strong, those, yeah, that genuine presenters, they shine out, don't they? they it isn't yeah. a
1: trick, something real. I've worked with a number of companies, Warren, that in two situations, one you go in and the previous CEO was a larger-than-life character. And then I get to meet the new CEO who's following in that person's footsteps who will bow their head and say, I'll never be like that person. And it's almost like an admission of defeat. Whereas for me, that's we're already at the starting line then. We've got nothing holding us back because you know you're never going to be like that person. Thank goodness for that. That saves us about six sessions. <laughs> so let, who is yeah. it you are and who do you really, you know, what are your strengths? What are you really about to make this authentic? I also get the other extreme where I meet the another CEO who's saying the previous CEO was very composed, very quiet, very, you know, precise and and I've got bags of energy, I've got bags, I, I'll, I'm, I'm going to have to cage all that <laughs> to, be able to do this because everybody liked them. And that's where you have to have those initial sessions saying, this is about you being you and not because you looked up to that person trying to then follow in their footsteps.
0: That's great. This is good. I like this a lot. This makes lots of good sense. So, that's, so this is what self-development is. Why does self-development then stick better? Why is it more valuable?
1: Everybody listening to this will know the answer to that question because everybody at some point has went through this continuum. They became aware of something. They saw someone else doing it really well. They were then being able to pinpoint the bits that they do better, but at some point had that realisation of, but that's not me, so how do I? Now, there's also some people who've realised that isn't me and gave up and it stayed as a self-help and self-improvement thing. But the things that you crossed over that line and made it about, okay, so what's my version of that? What can I do? How can I do this in a way that's authentic, that I would be confident enough to present that to, to share that with, to accept, to be proud of? What would be my version Otherwise, you're continually chasing something that doesn't actually exist because it's someone else's. It'll never be yours.
0: Yeah. So that continuum is there. Is always there. It's always been there. Sometimes you've stumbled into different areas. And this is about understanding them when you've when you are in the set when you're just aware when you're using self help when you're using self improvement and when you and when you have been using self development. So it's a bit like the emotional management conversation I know, where you said you've all be, you've been using this forever. It's just now you know you're using
1: it. Yeah, it's you know, self development is an ongoing process of conscious improvement and personal growth.
0: Conscious improvement and personal growth.
1: Yeah. So you know, you you look at people, you you know, on the TV, on social media, everything else amount of cookery shows and chefs there are is just unbelievable. So you become aware you know, that if that resonates with you, I'd quite like to cook. So, you know, then you sort of connect with, and it might be for raw food, it might be for traditional food, it could be for anything. And then you kind of look at the self-help level of it, where you look and you think, okay, they're really good. I really admire them. They, they do good stuff. Or they've got a lovely personality, or they present really well, or they're funny, or they're creative, or whatever. And then you go into the self-improvement. I'm going to buy the book. I'm going to look at the recipes. And there are an awful lot of cookery books that have never picked up the scent of food uh, because they have just sat there. Looking good almost. If, if, if your cookbook isn't in the kitchen, then you know there's an, a, a real stark reminder that that is a self-improvement thing you have got. It's not yet self-development. Self-development isn't difficult. It's not easy, but it's not difficult. It's about taking ownership and doing something with it. And if you then take that recipe or you take that cookbook and you go and you give it a go and you start and you think the more I do this, the better I'm going to get because it's an ongoing conscious journey towards realising your full potential as something. Yeah. Not just comparing yourself to someone else, realising your fullest potential. And when you've done that, That's you moving through that continuum from taking a bit of awareness all the way through self-help and self-improvement to self-development. And that's when you make it your own. That's when you become something. That's when you realise your fullest potential as something. Your confidence will grow. Your management will grow. Your influence will grow. Your ambition will grow. Your belief in yourself will grow. Because this was you doing it, not just copying something else. Yeah. When you
0: say it, it makes so much sense. It almost feels it's really obvious. You know, the, if you're doing it, it's authentic, it's genuine. I mean, a bit like you, when you were talking about the recipe. It takes me back a number of years to when we did sales scripts and sales recipes. And my sales trainer, she was was amazing. She said, we don't do sales scripts. She said, sales scripts, you'd say the same thing every time. We do a recipe. So the first couple of times, you're going to pretty much do what I've said, but then you're going to make it your own. And then you'll sound better and you'll get authentic. In a way, that's sort of a, a slight difference, isn't it? You know, there's the self-help, there was the self-improvement and then there was the self-development of where you develop a set of skills for yourself. Your personality is there. Then it makes sense it would stick. It makes sense that it becomes part of your life and your routine and that authentic and confidence. Those are two really strong words for learning something new, isn't it? That confidence yeah. to take it on and it to be real to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've... You know, try to explain what I do and, and I've called it executive coaching because that's normally where it, it, it was delivered. But um, it's a process of, first of all, of having awareness, connecting that awareness with experience. So you're aware of something, you connect it with the experience because it's actually happened. And then the next stage is that you then know. And that is what I would term coaching for success. Yeah. because I'm aware of something, I've experienced it, I therefore know that it's happened. So uh, that that's coaching for success. And that goes along the way. What goes down in depth is that going from knowing something to understanding something, and that requires you to do something with it. Yeah. So in all the years that I've been creating models and concepts and frameworks and sharing with clients all over the world, um, and you and I do laugh about this, is that you will then give me back your version of what I've shared with you. And sometimes you'll actually apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it gives me the biggest reward than when I've got people playing back their version of something, particularly when it's not word for word, because then I know they're making it their own. Then I know they've actually taken this and taken ownership of it, and they're growing as a person. And this has played a part. When they can recite it word for word, I have that little niggle in my mind of saying, "Is this still a self-improvement thing for them? They haven't understood it." Do
0: they? Yeah. Is it's just they they they've learned the words, but they don't understand what it means. That's good. So this makes sense. We're going We all need to do personal development. We are all doing personal development. Now we should be aware that we have choices of self-help self-improvement, or self-development. So if you can, if you can choose, choose self-development because that it works, it lasts longer, it has a bigger impact, it, it, it's authentic.
1: There's, there's greater happiness for you through self-development because you get to be successful by being you. And some of the more difficult situations you will deal with with others, and sometimes it's within yourself, it's when you've used self-improvement and it's worked. And then you think, "But oh, that wasn't me. And then you feel like a bit of an imposter. So even when it goes well, you think, oh, my goodness, it only goes well when I'm not being me. So what am I doing here? You're right. There's these fantastic, fantastically compelling and harrowing um, TV shows that were started, I remember, in the UK, a guy called gokwan Wan but anywhere you go in the world, there's other variations of these themes where they take some poor soul who wants to look better, feel better, have a better image, better fashion sense, and a better set of clothes and nicer hair and better makeup and all this kind of stuff. And talk about me again. They will get through, they will get through this sort of you know thirty minute show of that leads to this reveal where they're then put in front of a mirror. the 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 mirror uncovered. And then you see this person and you can always tell by their eyes. It's like someone who's had too much plastic surgery where you get a 70 year old guy, but he's in the body now of a 25 year old. And you just look at his eyes and there's that fear um, of looking in the mirror and going, who's that? They look great, but who is that? And these reveal programs were always on that basis. Then they used to wheel them out in front of family and friends who all of a sudden clapped and cheered and loved them because they looked different. Personal development at its optimal is when you go through personal growth that matches those changes externally. So when yeah. your personal development, your self-development matches the level that you're learning, then it's authentic. Then it's you being you. That's where your real happiness is, because there's nothing as trapped or leads to unhappiness. Than actually being told you're doing well by pretending to be something or someone else? That that's a difficult place to find yourself in. So choosing self-development then. So how I get it, this
0: makes total sense. How do I commit to choosing for self-development over self-help and self-improvement? What's this? So is buying a book self-help, self-improvement, or self-development? Or can it be all three?
1: Well, it depends on what your mindset is and what the question is that you're asking. Okay. And we've touched on this in other aspects, but the quality of the question you ask of yourself will determine the the quality of the thinking that you have, which will then determine the result. So if you're asking yourself a self-help question, you will read that book on the basis of, why is this person good? Yes. And I'm not and therefore your thinking will be to identify all the things that they do that you don't. And the result is you'll be an expert in why they can do what they can do really well and why you now believe you can. Yes. If you read that same book and your question is a self-improvement, so how do you identify what this person does that I don't? You will then identify all the things that they do that you don't, and the result is you'll understand why they're as good as what they do and you'll be looking to imitate or pretend or take or copy and paste that on. Maybe if I did that, I would be I'd get to the same. Yes. But if your mindset is of self-development, then the question you're going to be asking is, what can I take from this that I can own, that I can put into action, that I can then find my way of doing what this story is telling me. Then your thinking will be attuned to interpreting while you're reading how you can make that your own. And the result is, that is a book you're going to take notes on. It's a book you're going to go back to. It's a book you're going to refer to because you're going to be interpreting that book in a mindset of self-development. So I'm going to do something with this. I'm going to take ownership of what I'm going to take out of this book and I'm going to apply it and I'm going to find my way of doing this.
0: uh, That's really good. And I know that I've approached books in each of those three different ways, different books at different times. But, you know, there are some times when you think what, what are the shortcuts I can, I can steal from this. Other times you are just doing it from a a place from afar, but then that, that yeah, what lessons can I take from this? What situations, you know, resonate with me and, 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 and inspire me or get me thinking. Or actually, I'm not going to do anything what they've done, but it's just helped me clarify some of my own thinking. So it's it's your approach of how you go into all of these different situations, which decides then whether this is going to be just simply awareness, self-help, self-improvement, or the ultimate self-development.
1: Yeah. And look, some books are great awareness books. You know, there's some books that I'm just happy to read. It's kind of downtime. You know, self-development isn't uh, in everything you do. It's in everything you consciously choose to grow through. That's where self-development really comes in. There's Sometimes it's great just to read a book, you know, and there's sometimes it's great to marvel at what someone else does without having that confidence-dwindling approach of why are they successful and I'm not. Sometimes it's just great to read about someone else's success. And be placed for them. I go, it's fantastic. What a story. That's great. Yeah. And equally, there's you, you can then open up to reading some books that you don't have to have that connection with. Uh, I can remember a book that I read the, the first time. I've now read it at least seven times. And the first time I read that book, I thought, that guy's not me. I, I don't think like that guy. That's, you know, and it was based in the 70s and it was based in in california and it was you know and and i was trying to look for something to connect with and i just couldn't find it by the end of the book however i then realized that if i read that with a different mindset if i I read that with a self-development mindset of saying well what can i take out of that book to make my own every time i read that book i find something
0: that's great everyone's going to be wondering what the book is now we talk about ask better questions, you get better answers. I think this is such a clear example of that, isn't it? If you're going into this with that right questioning approach, you're reading the book anyway. The value you're going to get out of reading that book with the right question front and centre is incredible. And But it's got to be conscious then. So that's the thing. So we've got the, the operational, the management, and the strategic level. So the operational level then is knowing about this continuum. Isn't it then it's knowing that there is you have the option of having these questions and sometimes you'll stumble into it, that's okay. So you we all have, we've all learned, we've all developed. So sometimes we've done it almost, you know, by mistake or unconsciously. But this is now being aware that there is a choice on it on an operational level. Then on a management level, then is that what choosing when you do this and when you don't? Is that
1: how you would choose management? Yeah, management's about understanding. There are times when you're actually going through it. You're you're doing stuff. And sometimes you think, why, why should I have to do this all the time? Well, that's you going through self-development. You're increasing your personal growth. It's managing your the situations you're going through. And where at an operational level it's been aware of these different four levels of personal development. Management is about saying, Is this a situation where I can self-develop? So managing those choices and saying, I'm going to choose. To approach this situation from a self development perspective. So, how can I do this in a way that's authentic for me? What can I take out of this that I'm willing to go and commit to greater personal growth, greater ownership, greater self confidence by doing this? How do I take that cookbook from the, the lounge into the kitchen and actually say, no, this is an opportunity for me to learn, an opportunity for me to grow, to enhance skills, to have developed my talents? to improve my thinking, and also it's management, the level of self-development is starting from what you're good at. So managing that approach, that the situations that you're going to deal with, start from what I'm good at, not trying to build on the gaps. Is actually put the foundations in and saying, so what am I good at? Reminding myself what I'm good at. Particularly for the things that you're having to face you might not have done before, but what are you bringing to the table that's good? And rather than focusing on the bits that you don't have, you can't build on what you, you don't have.
0: Yeah, that's really strong. Okay. And then on a strategic level, how how do you use this?
1: Well, that's that you decide in advance to go and look for things that you want to self-develop in. That's creating the situations. That's then saying, right, how do I manifest That's How do I create an environment where, or an opportunity for me really to enhance my personal growth? So how do I put myself into that situation? How do I decide I'm going to have a self-development approach to this situation that I'm going to create so I'm going to look at this and it's something I'm going to become rather than something I'm just going to develop more awareness of
0: yeah okay so that's a real sort of active an active choice of putting yourself into that situation rather than managing the situation that's, that's put in front of you type thing
1: Yeah, and it's not just about gathering things, it's putting things into place. And that's you deciding in advance. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go look for things that are going to be good for me in terms of that personal growth, in terms of ownership, that really helps me build upon my strengths. So I had a conversation yesterday with a very high level um, woman who globally heads up coaching and, and leadership development, and yet not something that she has confidence in doing for herself. She does it for literally thousands of people to a level that's fantastic and yet doesn't yet do it for herself. And this is what happens to a lot of us at times where, you know, cobblers' shoes used to be the old example of you used to be able to tell the cobbler in the village because it was the person with the worst shoes, because they were fixing everybody else's and they never fixed their own. So for instance, so in, in this situation, her opportunity of self-development. Is now taking everything that she knows, taking all that understanding, taking what she's also very good at as an individual, and applying it to situations that she hasn't yet thought to apply it. Like it. in essence, what happens with this Warren, and it's it's what when you sit down with anybody for the first time, and it's an ongoing thing. You have a port, what I call a portfolio of strategies or a box of approaches or ways of doing things that you're most comfortable with or confident in, those approaches with certain people in certain situations tend to get you fantastic results or results that you're really happy with. However, those same approaches with other people in other situations can sometimes fall short. Mm-hmm. And rather than saying, "Well, these approaches work with these people in these situations, so I just need to spend my life only dealing with these people in these situations and try and avoid the others," what self-development about is building that authentic portfolio of strategies of you being you, so that you can broaden that base enough that you can start to look at the outcome you want and say, "Well, I want that outcome." Now, given that it's these people or these situations. I've got three or four genuine, sincere, authentic ways of dealing with this to get to where I want to get to.
0: Yeah. And I didn't need to steal two of them from somebody else. I can develop three or four strategies using my own characteristics and strengths.
1: Yeah. And look, it's it takes you beyond that. I wish I was more like him or I wish I was more like her or I wish I wasn't so much like me. It takes you beyond all that to then say, well, what's the way I can do this is genuine, authentic, and sincere? Because the law of attraction is then you'll attract genuine, sincere, authentic people and situations into your life. But if you're pretending to be something or someone else, you're also going to attract those types of people and situations into your life. So we've talked before about the difference between self-confidence and confidence. And how confidence is all externally driven. Your self-confidence is your internal. And that's your base for everything. And the in the yeah. way that you continue to build and develop your self-confidence is through self-development. Because that's you knowing you, that's you being authentic with that base.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: So for to make self-confident decisions in life, to make self-confident approaches. Uh, to build relationships based upon self-confidence. Self-development as your approach, as your strategy that will ensure that you've got a level of self-confidence in which the lows will not take you down and you'll experience greater highs.
0: That makes so much sense then, because that fits in with so many things you've talked about recently. We talked about in change and relationships and habits and behaviours as well, is, if this is you, as you and you mentioned the imposter syndrome and luck as well before, if you've stolen something from someone else or borrowed something from someone else, then that isn't going to feed your own confidence. You get the outcome you want, that's great, but you kind of, is this, you know, as you said, someone's going to tap you on the shoulder and go, we know you've been doing an impression of somebody else. Come out of there. But if, when this comes from something that you are and you do, then you don't have the imposter syndrome, and you don't think you were lucky. And so therefore, that feeds your self-confidence. Yeah, that's that internal driver. Okay, that makes hundred percent sense to me. Yeah.
1: But to to conclude on this, there's a big question. You know, of is self-development right for everybody, and are you ready for self-development? There's a, there's a model on control focus. It was based upon the locus of control that was designed in the sixties. And this is about how, where you draw the line between what you take control over and what else you hand over to fate or luck or external circumstance. And it depends where you want that line to go. And if you are okay waiting for fate or luck or other people to decide your future, then self-development isn't a level that you need to get to. Self-help and self-improvement will be fine. It will give you an awareness of all the things that you don't really do. If you're looking, however, to move that control locus further out, more into wanting to self-determine your future, self-determine what's good enough for you, self-determine what your potential that can be realised is, self-determine the difference and impact you can have for others, then as long as you're willing to commit to the level of ownership and personal growth that you're going to go through, Self-development isn't just right for you, it's best for you. But it does take that commitment. I
0: love that. Self-determination. So it's up to you. Ask yourself the right question and then commit to determining your own future. So then this is situational. So there may be some situations where I don't have I don't have that locus of control with me. And there are other times when I decide, and that comes back to that strategic point. Actually, I'm going to decide that this is something I'm going to take ownership of. Get it? Okay. This is good. We should talk more about self-development then in the future because this this underpins pretty much all of the conversations that we have then, the models, the frameworks, everything you discuss. This allows everyone who's listening to this to own this. To own, to own, to own the different the processes, the frameworks, the models themselves, so they can make this work for them individually. Is that right?
1: Everything that I've done in twenty-two years has been focused on self-development because it, it's an ongoing journey for people. But that's where their personal growth, their confidence—that's where everything comes from—is knowing that they have been successful because of them, and. If that is the future that you want to determine, then everything that we share that really has that benefit, everything that you read and everything you get involved with, you can then upgrade that into self-development as soon as you decide to.
0: That's great. I love that idea that it's your decision. So you can still be looking at the Davina McCall fitness video, but still it can still be self development not self-help. Yeah, I think that's the ending, yeah. So there we have it. Self-development it is. Why wouldn't you? Self-determination, authenticity, genuine power, control, self-confidence. It's really powerful. When I talk to I say that a lot, don't I? It's really powerful or interesting. But it is. What I find incredible about the conversations I've had with Stephen, not just in these podcasts, but over the years, is that sometimes it's so obvious which is why I think it's so powerful. Because how he explains it, you understand that it's always been there, but you were just never able to see it before. And then the moment you can see it and you become aware of it, that operational level, you can start to see really quickly how you can move up through the levels of managing it until you get to the strategic level. But it's always like the sort of scales sort of fall from your eyes when you suddenly go, yes, that makes sense. I do do that sometimes, and I didn't realize why. Or, you know, why does this always not work for me? And now suddenly it becomes clear. That's how I feel anyway sometimes. I hope this helps. hope it allows you to, when you do pick up that book, it isn't just a page turner. You can go to it and get something from it. Are you watching the videos? Are you reading the lists? It's how you go into it, how you absorb that information, your determination to do something with it. That's what's going to make the difference. This is something you can all do straight away. Hope you do. Hope it helps. Talk to you soon.